Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast YouTube show. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. My name is Basement Chair. And this is Rich the Riz. And before we go into detail on who Rich the Riz is, let me answer a question that you might be having right now. What is a basement booker? And a basement booker is the pro wrestling equivalent of an armchair quarterback. An armchair quarterback is like, you know, they're talking about the game. It's like, I would have taken him out here. I would have done this and I would have done that. He's that guy. But we're, you know, with basement booking, the booker handles the shit, you know, all the matches and whatnot, who goes over and whatnot. And then we have our own ideas. But more importantly, basements have been a huge part of our lives. And another thing, whenever they try to disparage us, when they try, they call us basement people. And that's why we've embraced the Basement Bookers podcast for nine plus years. That's almost a decade the Basement Bookers podcast have been that. I just wanted to get that out there and let you guys know about it. If you like this video, if you're down, throw up the thumbs up, hit subscribe, toss up the alert button, and you will not miss the word. The gospel of the Basement Bookers podcast. But that's not important anymore because we got more important things. There has been a shift, a tectonic shift of molecular, molecular proportions. The perpetual motion machine has perpetually motioned himself by 25 seconds to the basement championship and what has to be the closest basement bookers championship match in the history of the basement bookers, this has never happened before. It's never, ever been this close. Mere seconds. Shinsuke Nakamura's bitch ass couldn't give basement chair seconds. And it didn't happen. As you know, he is still silent, but he has a lot to say. But I have to get this out because I am not a humble man. I just need to let you all know this because it's very important. I have been the messiah of the tiebreaker. Like Roderick Strong. Adam! Adam! <laughs> is the messiah of the backbreaker. ROH legend. As he is known by himself. But this isn't about legends. This is about factual figures. This is about a real person. This is about Rich the Riz. In case of demonetization in case this gets monetized by a miracle because of viewers like you. Rich Riz, the floor is yours. I don't want to hear anything from me. Thank you, bro. That was a fantastic introduction. Thank you very much. And as champion, for the first time in, it's been a while, okay? You had a fantastic run as you always do. Congratulations on your title run. I couldn't have done this without you. So thank you for paving the way. Now, as champion, we, you know, the, the tiebreaker, the this, the that, I am going to do my best to be a fighting champion. And what that means is, 
going forward, when we make our predictions, you know how typically you plead your case, you say, this is what I pick, and then I, I kind of just say, yeah, typically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. I, <laughs> going forward, I'm going to make it a point to, as time permits, make my picks in advance. I'm going to put my picks into my notes. I'm going to mark them down. They're going to be set. Still subject to change. However, at least there will be forethought. As opposed to sitting here, we mention a match, and I don't know who I'm going to pick until after Jared picks. So going forward, slightly new format. You guys, viewers, listeners, you're really not going to notice a difference, except you might see some, some more differences between me and Jer. We still we have are a whole backlog, right? We're, yeah, the, yeah. You got a lot. If this is your first episode, feel free to don't don't go too far back. It gets it gets scary. But stick to YouTube ones. Yeah, there stick, you go. <laughs> stick to the YouTube. That's the safest bet. Um, but yeah, um. Now, no major differences, but we're still going to need the tiebreaker in case, like, we pick two different matches and I win one and Jar wins one, so that we're still going to need a tiebreaker. Either way, that's all I want to say about that. We have a lot to talk about today, right, Jar? Uh, that's right. Uh, current basement champion, Rich Torres, uh, as you are known to be called. Uh, yes, we're going to have to talk about. <sighs> Three things. As the title says, CM Punk all out of payback. Mm -hmm. uh, the official uh, episode. Um, Rich, I figure we should just... Let's get the elephant out of the room. Let's talk about CM Punk. This way we're in the appropriate order. So we'll go CM Punk all out, and then we'll talk about payback. All right. Whoa. Thank you, other basement chair. Current basement chair here with current Rich DeRiz here. There. Sorry about that, you guys. It's just the universe. You know, I haven't adjusted to this universe just yet because the other just from another universe. So, anyway, without further ado, Rich DeRiz with the CM Punk news. All right. As we discussed last week, I think last week, it's been a long few weeks, hasn't it, in wrestling? Uh, at All In, there was an incident, actually, even before All In. Uh, Jack Perry uh, des uh, described backstage wanting to use real glass in some segments, and a few people, including CM Punk, he wasn't the only one, told Jack Perry it's not a good idea. When Jer and I discussed that, we agreed using real glass is not a good idea. For Jack, either of them. Right. Now, Jack is in his early 20s. He... I don't he didn't do a lot on the indies before getting signed to AEW and everything. So we understand you need to listen to the veterans. They're telling you to not use real glass for a reason. For instance, stuntmen in movies, right? Do they use real glass? No, they use the sugar glass. Insurance, man. Right. Now, they use sugar glass for a reason, because what they do is already dangerous enough. You don't need to add the element of actual glass. So, all in happens. Jack Perry, he's set up with Hook on the, on the, on the car. He knocks on the, on the windshield. He's like, 
real glass, cry me a river. And what happens? He gets put through the windshield, and his arm gets all shredded. Who would have thunk it? Right? Impossible. So, CM Punk, who apparently had some travel issues and made some bad choices during said travel issues. He had to take the train like a plea. He, he chose, <laughs> chose to take the train. I, I was able to confirm with someone in one of our Facebook groups uh, for wrestling. In the UK, they have Uber. Oh, why wouldn't they have Uber? Well, I see the thing is I don't know. But oh. you don't know unless you ask. I asked. Someone said, yeah, I was just in the UK and I took an Uber. I That's was in crazy. Paris and I also took an Uber there. So Philip Brooks, Crimea River Punk, decided at the airport, Tony Khan, someone botched or whatever, no one provided transportation for him. So rather than taking an Uber, he decided to take the subway. Okay. Was he being cheap? Probably. Was there anything else that led to that decision? I don't know. It doesn't sound like a smart decision to take the subway when an Uber is an option in a foreign city, you know? Right. Because what yeah, happened... Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's not like he's in like the mean streets of uh, Bath Beach or some such. You know right. what I mean? These right. ghetto hard streets. Right now, the, you know, the rockets pro coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so, in taking the subway, he got himself lost. Mm. Now you get lost is a waste of time, right? Time you need to be prepping for your big day over at Wembley. Exactly. So. He wanted some pampering, didn't get it. Maybe it was stubbornness that he said, I'll take the Metro. That's what they call it over there, by the way. Stubbornness? It's, or, like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what made him take the subway instead of calling an Uber. Foreign yeah, city. Like, don't I'm know a big boy. Around. I don't need you. I can take the subway like right. a big boy. Right. <laughs> so, whatever. He got lost. Got to the arena late. So he so he was in an, a not great mood. And then from his Would perspective. Hmm? Would you be though? Honestly, like I felt like for some reason, like as I'm listening to this story, I'm mm -hmm. picturing you wearing your CM Punk shirt and you're wearing like the CM Punk wristbands and you're like doing like an acting like, uh, you know, like a dramatic like reenactment like they do on those TV shows for like. America's Most Wanted or whatever. Am I staying there on the train platform like this? Yeah, you're basically a caricature of CM Punk. <laughs> and you're pouting as you're dragging your luggage and your bag to the, to the metro. You yeah. know, like uh, back in the day, Rich, like that, Rich, you know, like that mm -hmm. guy, you just, you're that yep. guy. <laughs> that's what I was picturing, man. You're so good at like, like in my mind, that's what I see. <laughs> pouting Phil. Pa Pee -pee. Pouty Punk. PP Phil, because he's PP, not punk indeed. anymore. Right. A lot of people that used to be punk rock, they're not so much punk rock really when it comes down to it. When the when the when the mystique is shattered, like mm -hmm. that's what the internet has done. The internet's exposed the fraudsters. It's exposed the posers. You know, 
Like how like Rage Against the Machine used to be Rage Against the Machine. Now it's like mm-hmm. Rage for the Machine. You know, it's it's like, what happened to you? You know, instead of F you, I won't do what you tell me. It's F, F me, I'll just do what you tell me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, make punk punk again. Yes, make punk punk again. But whatever, either way. So That's that beaten path I was telling y'all about in the intro. Uh, yeah, the, I typed in the YouTube thing. That's what I'll mm-hmm. tell y'all about. This happens sometimes. Yeah. So Punk's not in the best of moods. And from his perspective, forgive the phrasing, but this little punk kid calls him out on international TV. He went into business for himself. Right. Shredding his own, I thought. Shredding his own dumb arm. So that looked bad. Yeah. So after the match, Jack Perry gets backstage. I don't know if he went up to Punk, if Punk went up to him. There was some sort of altercation. Punk went up to him, Mm -hmm. according to most sources. Mm -hmm. Most sources close to around or nowhere near the situation haven't told us really anything. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I'm looking forward to the eventual lawsuit so we can see the video and discovery. Because there's video. Is there? There's video because Wembley is all cameraed up. Mm. So there's no way they don't have the footage, which is why I think this saga is not quite finished. Mm. You know, I don't know if you're going to go into it, but verbiage such as fearing for your life, that sounds like legalese to me. It's like it sounds like you're sprinkling some legalese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but your honor, I fear for my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what that's about is during the scuffle that happened, apparently some monitors started falling. I don't know if they had like a one of those racks, like a storage rack, and they just had monitors on racks. Tony Khan was nearby. Maybe he was there trying to break it up or whatever. But like some monitors started falling and to the point where it could have injured someone. Now, he oh. says monitors. I'm uh, like... One could assume it's like a, a visual monitor, but it could also be like there are speakers that are used as stage monitors. Those are big and heavy and bulky. That that could kill someone if they landed on them. Okay, like one of these yeah. monitors, very like a computer monitor. I'm, I'm pointing to you like as if you could see, but you can imagine there's a computer monitor over here, right? A computer monitor or like a video monitor. If it's an LCD, maybe hurt, possibly injure, unlikely to kill. Uh, one of the older production monitors like WWE used to have in the uh, announce table. Oh, I remember like those. They, yeah, they were like. They're like the TV you'd have in a kitchen back in the day. With like a yeah, they were like, yeah, they were like this deep and like this wide, that tall. That could kill someone. Those things are heavy. Yeah. Especially falling falling from like four feet. Can you imagine? It doesn't take much. It's not so much like the weight of it or whatever. It can hit you at a specific spot and just right. take you out. Right. So it's really. <laughs> right. So ultimately yeah. it's, you know, it, it wasn't a good situation. Apparently in UFC, we know Punk is 0-2, but I think backstage he's 2-0, and he thinks. I Yeah, I think he goozled the jungle boy. Yeah. But um, um, he said he could f him up anytime he wanted to. Yeah, but as, as a result, as we know now, 
the former cult of per the leader of the cult of personality is now just a member of the cult of unemployment. That's right, Rich Deriz. Um, it was made official. Um, when was that made official? Uh, it was announced Wednesday on, Dyn Wednesday. Uh, on Dynamite. It might have actually been made official on Tuesday. Now, Rich Deriz, since you've uh, graced us with the semantics, the actual factuals, mm. let's do some basement booking. Let's pretend we're in a world gone mad, baby. You got CM Punk. Facts be damned. What are we doing, baby? What are we doing in the WWE? How are we making money? How are we milking this? What is your first matchup for CM Punk in this crazy universe that does not exist for real? I'm putting all of these out here so you don't make me angry at you. So we're putting it out there. Do whatever we want with what we got. CM Punk. I don't care about the law. I don't care about Triple H. I don't care about Nick Khan. I don't care about anything. I don't care about contracts. I don't care about no competes. That's the, the syntax for this. Smackdown calls out Roman. Sammy and KO come out. They're like, hey, buddy, long time no see. What, what you doing here? How you been? How was UFC? Yada yada, bullshit and catching up. Uh, but he's like, hey, you know, I, I called out Roman. I want I want to fight the champ and prove he's not a tribal chief. Of course, Solo comes out. Solo is the first match, but Roman's the first feud, and Punk gets buried. Okay. I like where your head is at. Can I add something to yours before I do mine? Absolutely. I'm doing this as a basement booker. Mm -hmm. CM Punk is not there empty-handed. He has a velvet sack. Mm -hmm. So take that for what you will. I love it. Um, so here's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. At first, I was also thinking hot-shotting straight to the tribal chief. Mm -hmm. But then I thought to myself, I don't know about that. What if L.A. Knight yeah. comes out, just gentleman's agreement before they go out there, here's what I'm going to do. Is this cool with you? CM Punk will be like, damn, all right, you spitting. L.A. Knight comes out there and he's spitting because the what you're going to have in here, we're going to do this in Chicago. We're going to do this in Chicago. We're going to do it. I believe Survivor Series is in Chicago. There's a, there's two Survivor Series teams. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the Survivor Series teams has a mystery partner. Speculation. Let the internet do whatever. Mm -hmm. It's CM Punk in Chicago. He shows up. He's the he's the guy. Whatever happens there, happens. I'm, I don't even, I don't care what the teams are. This is about the payoff because it's announced CM Punk will be at Monday Night Raw, which is also from Chicago, same place they did the pay per view. Mm -hmm. 
it's sold out, whatever. Huge gate. CM Punk comes out. Velvet sack. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, you know, he's going to say why he's there, what happened, whatever he has to say about what happened down wherever, whatever he's got to say. Then the megastar, L.A. Knight, like I said before, still applies. Mm-hmm. That gentleman's agreement, L.A. Knight just goes at CM Punk. Just like whatever, UFC, anything goes. Even like some side shots at EVPs or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then CM Punk fires back. He'll fire back with, uh, you know, best in the world. The real world's champion mm-hmm. is who I am. Takes it out. And it's spray painted more to like, so you that's not recognizable as AEW branding or anything like that. That mm-hmm. he's the real world's champion. And then just have him feud with LA Knight. That'll be the first thing. You know what I'm saying? And this way you get a feel about what people feel about CM Punk. Because they're going to ask Roman about CM Punk. How does Cody feel about CM Punk? How does Sami Zayn feel about CM Punk? How does Kevin Owens feel about CM Punk? The list. How does AJ Styles? How does Seth Rollins? Just think about all of these stories that Mm -hmm. are happening in the background around this LA Night CM Punk thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's got no connection to him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the interest in peaked in all these people that are in his orbit. You know, that's how I would do it. And then, you know, we could talk about the Cody. We could talk about the Roman. We have to do real world's champion. We have to do winner takes all. Mm-hmm. And then have Roman just annihilate CM Punk. Yep. Like, if you want singles match, if you want, he can stack them. Like, whatever. One-on-one is my preference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? However it happens, we can still protect everyone. Everyone can just do great. So much money, God. <laughs> oh, my God. And we don't, e- we don't even know. Whoever the Survivor Series teams, they're affected, too. You know what I mean? Because whoever brought him in, they brought him in. Mm -hmm. And it's like with all that drama, it's like, look what you brought into here. Do you know what you can do to this company? This guy's a cancer. (laughs) It just writes itself like, yeah, dude, basement book that shit. Mm. Book it. All right. Or three episodes of Battle of the Belts. In one kind of, and that's not saying that, like, as a critique or anything, it's just how I felt about it. Uh, highlights, uh, Miro and Hobbs, meat. We'll talk about that in the meat segment. They get the meat mm-hmm. segment. There's gotta be, there's a brave basement booker listener out there because we talk about meat slapping meat all the time. And I know, oh, I know we are of the same. We all love meat slapping meat. Like and subscribe for good vibes. All right. Uh, done <laughs> shilling. But yeah, uh, Miro and Powerhouse. Uh, the whole Lana of it, um, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to give it time. 
Uh, she is meat lover at CJ Perry, apparently, on uh, Twitter. So whatever that means, I don't know if there's a gentleman agreement between uh, meat one and meat two, but that's none of my business. We're going to keep it pushing before I get in trouble with Riz or the pig emoji comes on my face over here. Like a, it's like a pig that I would put here in the video editing software. It's going to be right here now. There you go. Sorry, bro. I had to do it to you. All right. So there it is. Uh, and the uh, savagery of Brander Dander knows no bounds. Uh, tormenting the dreams and nightmares of one dapper yapper down there probably having PTS past traumas over that. Rich Riz, your feelings about All Out before I drag this into the deep water, brother. General feelings about All Out, like you said, kind of felt like a, a trifecta of Battle of the Belts. Um, I kind of wanted to say, oh, the, the women had a great match, but that was actually it all in. Um, great, you know, great for Surya. I don't even remember if we talked about it. It's been we a did. long, it's been a very long two weeks for in wrestling. Um, oh, brother, I had to edit this stuff. You know it, brother. You know <laughs> it. But we're here, baby. Let's stay on plan with All Out. Dude, did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you want to so, do like one out of five? Whatever you want to do. I'll, if we're doing one out of five, I give it a solid 3.7. I'll say it performed. It delivered better than I expected because on paper it was just this side of mid. Mm. But um, good stuff. Again, meat slap of meat. CJ Perry coming out. We don't know the story. I'm I'm certain we're going to hear the story probably in some Miro vignettes because he likes to talk about is uh, his hot, flexible wife and how he like whatever the story was that like his God isn't letting him go back to her. But now she came to him and it looked like he was confused and rejected her. So what's happening? Uh you know what, dude? Since we're talking about it right now, that's going to be the first match we talk about. All right, right here. And that's how you transition a screen, brother. Yeah. So there's two meaty men slapping meat. Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs Rich, as you were saying, with uh, CJ Perry of it all, mm -hmm. I believe that Miro is a strong believer in that women, like, if you, like, were to empty your tank, as it were, PG, as it's to say, for, or with, or on, or in, or around a whatever your preference can weaken the body. So he's trying to store up his seed as it were, his resources, if you will, so he could fortify his constitution. And that's why he's down with this God shit, because he's trying to keep away from that stuff. Okay? Mm. He's not on any kind of hubs. He's taking away all extra sensory things and focusing on meat slapping Meat, so he can slap meat on his way to the top of the card and become the AEW World Champion. I just cracked it. I cracked the code. 
right here on the Basement Bookers podcast. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe if you haven't, and I know you did. Be proud of that. That that's high that's high five for you. Fifty oh. basement dollars. All right, great, good, perfect. Uh, before I ask you, Rich, about this match, your point mm. of view, big happy birthday was yesterday. Manny is older than he was before. We're keeping it as vague as possible. We don't know if people want to know how old or young he is. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks for checking out the Basement Bookers podcast. Never forget you, pal. Thank you so much. Uh, Rich, the Miro of it all, the Manny of it all, the meat slapping meat of it all. Do you agree or disagree? And have you practiced this technique that Miro is practicing? I Obviously, without the God stuff. Um... Sometimes I practice that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always go as planned. But that's ne- neither here nor there. Now, the meat slap and meat, I feel like the entire crowd there was on that page. They were chanting meat. They were chanting meat forever. And we were here for it. Dude. Yeah. I'm here for it, but don't get out of control. Right. Because, like, sometimes we fans, we just, it's too far, and then it becomes cringe. You know what I mean? Let's pace ourselves. And when it's actual meat slapping meat, we have to have qualifiers. Yeah. Like, like it, it can't be like Miro versus Orange Cassidy. That's just meat slapping Orange Cassidy. Sorry, Orange. Meat but, slapping know. sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Good promo from OC this week. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, I lo- I love that his catchphrase is I don't have a catchphrase. I think his catchphrase is I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. Right. If you That's think it. about it, right? It is. It is. But he gets a pass. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else for this one? The confusion or um, you good with this one? The 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 confusion we discussed. Um. CJ, the chair, and which looks great as always. But mm-hmm. we're uh, I'm I'm here for the storyline. I want to see where it goes. So belatedly talking about CM Punk, we now have the over budget charity battle royale. Over why is it called over budget? Because they're actually under budget now, and Tony Khan is like, well, let me say, let me take some of the money I'm saving by not giving it to Phil. And give it to charity. And who's going to pick the charity? Uh, whoever wins. And who won the guy whose name rhymes with Christian Cage? And it's not Brian Cage. It's Hangman Page. That's right. Hangman Page, who uh, used his money. Uh, he decided to donate it to teachers. In Chicago, uh, specifically. In Chicago, specifically, because I was going to go to that. But Rich, just, you know, he knows that sometimes I don't have facts. So he had to make sure to get his shit in before it was his turn. But that's neither here nor there. When you're the champion, when you're the champion, and you have responsibilities to the children of Chicago that watch the Basement Bookers podcast uh, with their parents' permission, but maybe not this one. I think we already cursed a lot. We're gonna curse some more. Don't do that. Don't get get this out of class. If you're in class, you gotta put it in the headphones. Don't do this. Look, you gotta pay attention. You really gotta pay attention. Keep on to the math. That's important. I like. Don't be like me. I'm stupid. Like I need my phone. I need it, or else I can't do the math. I could be tricked. You could put whatever you want on the on the register, and I'm robbed. 
So I probably shouldn't have told that to the people, but I'm going to now definitely have my calculator on me. Okay. People try to like scam me. All right. So that's neither here nor there, but uh, yeah, he did that. And uh, good on him. Uh, we had to put this here because Christian Cage has been doing God's work. Okay. He's been putting the Nick Waynes of the world in their place. Okay. Cause that's where they need to be in their place. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Wardlow's. Okay. The Jack Perry's. He was right about Jack Perry. He was. Apparently. So this commitment to this gimmick of just reminding kids whose fathers have passed that their fathers have passed in the most rude and insensitive ways possible is fun. I will admit it. I still don't like him as a wrestler. This character is fun. I think he's capitalizing on like what Vince thought about him back in the day. You know what I mean? Creepy little bastard. Yeah. And just the way he's just, just straight out to saying these disgusting, awful things about like dead parents. Like that's the kind of person. This is the kind, look at this guy. This is the kind of person. Look at that face. This is the kind of face that those words would come out of. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's, it's real method. It's very, very method. Christian Cage is method. I would go on to say that he's a better actor than Edge. Yeah, I think so. I, I said that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you're probably thinking about like, well, how would I know that? You know what? Yeah, I never saw Haven or the Vikings. I think show Christian or Cage was in an episode of Haven. I'm pretty sure he was in one episode of Haven that I might have seen because my wife watched the show. Coattail ride. Woo! Yeah, but... But your father's dead. No, he's not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. Anyway, uh, move right along. Christian Cage, you dick. Um... All right, next up on the pre-show or the buy-in, whatever they were calling it, is the six-woman tag match. We had... Sky Blue and two of my non-favorites, Hikaru Shida and Willow Nightingale, defeating Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. And Athena had Billy Starks with her. And we know I don't have time to watch Ring of Honor TV or whatever they're on. So this is something going on because we know Athena's a heel, Billy Starks is a face, and she's accompanying her to the ring. It's probably some sort of mentorship thing going on. They, a mentorship program, like a big sister. Yeah, they oh, okay. alluded to it on commentary, but didn't tell us what was happening, really. I kind of like that. Like, I feel like if they were to incorporate more of, like, the good aspects of the uh, AEW reality show, which I saw five minutes of, into their actual programming, like, maybe, like, walk the fire line between kayfabe, brother. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, make the, the locker room stuff really interesting. Because, like, if anything, the CM Punk stuff tells us we now need season two. Like, how is this not like money to you? Mm. Like, there's got to be something, some little fine print in that contract that says you can use like footage with him in it, however you well you damn well please. And you could have been doing a reality show. Like, what? What are we mm. doing? Like, why aren't we using our noggins? Yeah. That uh, was all access. I feel like uh, next that's the name focus on Jack Perry. Oh, yeah. Even if they if they even keep him. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know if he's still going to be working there. I have a feeling he will. 
is he one of the friends? I don't think so. Maybe it's name recognition. There's that, and he's young. He's, it's his first right. offense, right? Yeah. yeah, he's. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, from what I understand, and uh, by the way, this match was fine. Uh, I think it highlighted a lot of people's strengths mm-hmm. um, and weaknesses too, but not to the point where it was like glaring or whatever. Like, it's not. I'm gonna say I'm gonna three point five. Kind of, we're doing one to five for that mm-hmm. match for me. If I had to do some kind of weird, people want ratings with numbers and stuff. Like, I can't just say it was fine because people just like, what do you mean? That doesn't mean anything. There you go. There's your number. All right. Yeah. What what level of fine? My level of fine is three. Sky blue. I mean, yeah. oh yes, number wise, yeah. Sky. Okay. sky yeah. I mean, sky. Sky blue is a ten. I mean, uh, I was thinking like fine, like with soul in it. You don't have. Fine, you know, yeah, she fine. fine, like she, fine, she, she fine. Like, you could say that, you could say that. I'm just kidding, I'm doing this for a broadcast. I don't mean that. You know, I can say, I, that. I, I, yeah, so I can, I can, I'm just, I'm just being a dumb say. He said that, like he said, all right. Um, great. Oh, so we ready for the next one? I think so, but I think I just had an idea for my next birthday cake actual cake. Now, that I could get behind. All right, next up, we had a six-man tag match for the AEW. Got to specify because this is ROH also. Trios titles. Now, I'm going to be honest. I kind of was ADD'd for this match, and I didn't realize this match was only going to go six minutes. But it was the acclaimed and, you know, uh, Bowens, Caster, and Billy Gunn with Dennis Rodman. I don't know why. There's uh, no explanation. Right. I uh, didn't catch collision. So I don't even know, dude. I uh, yeah. Dennis I, Rodman was there to fill the void left by CM Punk. Think about it. To fill the gap that is CM Punk. They just inserted Dennis Rodman. Wow, that was easy. All right, moving right along. Uh match good. Jer bad. Who they, who, they, who they face? Because you didn't let me say. Uh triple J. Yes. Jeff, it was Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal with Sanjay Dutt and Karen Jarrett. What is what could be said about Karen Jarrett that hasn't been said before? Uh, really, Max Caster's really said all he's had to say about that, and I'd go with the rap. Uh, that's how I feel, and that's a rap. Speaking of rap, there's really no rapping here. Um, Correct. There is an R. In ROH. Right. Titles. Right. Ring of Honor tag titles. Better than you, baby. Defending against Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. That match went uh, 14 minutes. Apparently, like, the Dark Order is getting serious now, according to commentary. Good. Um, A lot good it did them. Um, you know, I learned that Reynolds uh, helped to trade MJF uh, early on in his career. So that's why he tried to do sportsmanship with him. Mm. So that's something that I know. Take that. People getting mad at me for not seeing things. There I saw go. that. Uh, the story is, uh, you know, MJF's neck now. And boy, the Oscar caliber neck acting is just chef's kiss. Not really, Maxi Boy. 
you got to take it down just a little bit, just a little bit. You get too whiny and bitchy for a face. Okay. You're, you're not a heel anymore. Let's, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. But, uh, Adam, Adam, listen, all right, I'll bring it up. So related to this, MJF's on the way out. Samoa Joe's on the way in. Samoa Joe does the thing. Now, we've discussed this ad nauseum on the Basement Bookers podcast, but this might be your first ever episode. At one point in Brooklyn, on Joe's entrance to NXT, a young Maxwell Jacob Freeman was shoved unceremoniously. And as soon as Joe was headed to AEW, Rishteris has been sitting there salivating over that coming up. And it's finally come to fruition. Now you might be saying, Basement Chair, what are your feelings on this? My feelings are, he did the thing. Look, guys, he did the thing. Oh, he's doing the thing because it's MJF, and you know he's going to do the thing. It's always got to be to whoever wronged him in the past. It's look at me where I am now. Uh, Wembley did me to do. I'm the big champion. You're the little. You can't call me kid anymore. Uh, Look, guys, don't get mad at me. Okay, I know he's our scumbag. I'm just expressing an opinion. I like the guy. We're practically cousins. I've lived in Brooklyn my whole life. You know, we're cousins, kind of distant cousins. So I don't mind MJF, you know, and plus I'm a poor. He would hate me. So like you guys, he really doesn't like us. But he's our scumbag. But listen, I just want to say, I saw all this coming. It's no shock to me. It's like he's got it in his contract. I get to get into an angle with people that maybe didn't treat me so good when I was a little MJF. And I get to tag team with Adam Cole because he's my hero. And I want to be best friends with Adam Cole. And I want Roderick Strong to be whiny little Adam! Adam! He's perfect for that role. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. Good job, MJF. I've turned around fully. What a manic review on that, boy. So, I never thought I'd say this. I love what they're doing with Roddy. I do. This podcast is full of revelations, people. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of moving and shaking. I don't know what's happened. I'm confused. I'm scared. I'm starting to think we've actually slipped in to an alternate dimension. You know, I, I, I like to think that as, as champion, I, I've grown, right? I've grown as a person. I still hate Roddy's acting, but this character that they're doing, the way he is portraying it, I love it. Poor, poor, poor Roddy with the neck brace kicking the car Adam Adam he's got it. he's got the right to be upset the story is that Adam Cole was more concerned about MJF's neck than mm-hmm. he was about poor ring of honor legend Roderick Strong and his neck Unbelievable. I love it Just, I love it you know there's supposed to be a brotherhood Rich Torres mm-hmm. in wrestling with the Ring of Honor. 
So I, I feel like this is going to be like a resurgence for the kingdom, right? He's going to join the kingdom. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get a fourth. They often have four. They don't always have four. But I still don't like Roddy's acting. I've said that. Uh, I still don't like his delivery. But the, the Adam, it's it's like the only thing he does really well. And he does it really, really well. I'll do you one better. Mm-hmm. Secret fourth man. It's revealed to be the other one. What's the other one? Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. And it'll be Kyle O'Reilly, like, doing, like, the worst impression of himself. You know how, like, Roderick Strong right now is, like, the worst, is, but is definitely the best? Like, right. really leaning into his dorkiness? Uh-huh. Just have Roderick Strong lean into that weird freaking look at me in my jean vest jacket and my stupid band shirt freaking act, act, have him act like the worst metalhead. You're just like, Adam, you turned your back on your bros or whatever, whatever you got to do. Like, I don't care. Just mm. get him to be that ridiculous. Kyle O'Reilly doing Kyle O'Reilly. But the worst Kyle O'Reilly. Jason Newstead. Yes. yes. Do that. Do that. And it's perfect. I'm telling Wait. you guys, you got money here. Wait a second. This Roddy is like Lars. Dude. He's whiny. It. He's bitchy for no reason. Kingdom is Metallica. Wow. But the worst version of Metallica. Yeah, the the, the ones that killed Napster. <laughs> Dude, they should have Roddy bitch about Napster just randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like, that like have... and then you'll have like the old people be like Tony Schiavone be like, I know what that is. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, yes. Or yes. you'd be like, even I know that's dated. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude. basement booking. Dude, this is great. I love yeah. this kingdom. I love it the Metallica is, Kingdom. The best version of Kingdom is the worst version of Metallica. Yes. <laughs> Fucking A. All right. So now that we actually have stuff that I prepared for, uh, Samoa Joe takes on Shane Taylor in this epic contest. Not so much meat slapping meat, but like if you were to like walk down the street, right? And you saw Shane Taylor. Looking at you like Shane Taylor is in this image right here. You cross the street. But guess what? You cross the street, and then there's another gentleman walking towards you that looks like Samoa Joe. What the fuck are you supposed to do now? Turning the fuck around. You walk in the street because it's safer in the street with traffic than it is against either one of these Probably really nice guys, but look very scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not see as soon as that happened with Samoa Joe and MJF, this only went one way. This went Samoa Joe dominating Shane Taylor. And that's what happened. Second shortest match on the entire card at six minutes, 25 seconds. We appreciate the work rate. We appreciate the hard hitting pain. But Samoa Joe did what Samoa Joe do. And that was an end for Shane Taylor. You want to go night night? I don't know. Say something to Samoa Joe. 
Thank dude, you, Samoa Joe. If Samoa Joe beats MJF for the world championship, which he won't, because like I said, it's the MJF, you are mean to me revenge tour. It's in his contract. So he's going to mm-hmm. beat anyone that's in that spot. They right. just lose. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. I really wish they'd give it to Joe, especially with hearing that he's like a locker room leader and like he handled that punk situation. Mm-hmm. That he, I don't know, at least something. But you know what? He's the king of TV, allegedly. So that's something. That's right. You know, that's not nothing. These titles mean something. He beat people. He beat people up. Yep. He, just ask Shane Taylor about Samoa Joe. Is he awake yet? Ask MJF about Samoa Joe. And he didn't even fully assault him. Mm-hmm. He only got half the Samoa Joe experience. Mm-hmm. Half. You know what? I go off and say a quarter. He got a quarter of the Samoa Joe experience. Mm-hmm. Next up for the TNT Championship, we had Christian Cage accompanying the actual TNT champion, Luchasaurus, uh, against Darby Allen, who had Nick Wayne with him. Of course, we had the Christian Cage, Nick Wayne. You had a father, but your father is dead. And uh, to be honest, I don't really remember the match, but Luchasaurus won. Yeah, Luchasaurus uh, defeated Darby Allen. Uh, I believe he was empowered. He was empowered from the essence of Christian Cage, absorbing the ire and negativity of the fans just by his mere presence. That turtleneck elicits a lot of negative feelings. Surely he is not on the level of Dominic Mysterio because somehow Christian Cage is more likable than Dominic Mysterio. Let that sit in. Let's let it in. Let it sink in. Just take that in. Just breathe it in. And remember, Rhea Ripley is playing a role. So she is the best actress in the history of women's wrestling. I just want to say that. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Regarding Christian Cage. So, yes. And just to sort of t- explain where I'm deriving this from. CM Punk for a little while was known as the voice of the voiceless. I feel like Christian Cage would be the opposite of the father of the fatherless. He's more of the motherfucker of the fatherless. A predator of the fatherless, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deviant. Just look at him. He's exuding in this image, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly what Vince McMahon knew all along. And because Christian Cage is leading into this, Mm -hmm. Vince wins again. You're welcome, Tony Khan. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because because Vince McMahon psychologically tormented Christian Cage, you get to benefit. Look at that. We're all benefiting from this. We're benefiting from this. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for that. Thank you, know, you, Vince. You did a lot of things that aren't cool, but this is not cool, but in a way that it helps everybody, you know? There's a lot of people that smile because of Christian Cage, you know? Mm-hmm. As many people that frown or cry or feel, like, disrespected or hurt by Christian Cage, I feel like that many people feel good because somebody made a video, and it's Christian Cage's definitive theme song. I think it's it's because your father's dead, dead, dead. Okay, 
and it's great. It's it's out there on the internet. You can find it, and it's it's funny. It's really funny. So like, I love the internet when people make cool shit like that. So just think his song, but all his promos talking about like people's like like fathers being dead. I had a different title for it, but I can't say it on YouTube. It's related to the past, and I can't say it here because it would get us canceled. So I'm not gonna say it. So. I've I've told you, Richard Messenger, you've seen it in Messenger, the title, what I would call Christian Cage's song. It's like, your father's dead because you're. So we'll just leave that blank. And uh, and also, so F you. That would be cool, too. That that band would definitely do that song, you know. So yeah. that, that's an AC song for sure. And Christian Cage would be the poster child. Okay, so. Rest in peace, Seth, Put- Seth Putnam. Damn it. That's right. Um, also, I want to say, as regards to this match, because I didn't say shit, it was fine. But like I said, Christian Cage's, you know, magnetism of heat and disgust from people empowered Luchasaurus, and it showed, because he killed Darby Allen. Like, I don't, I think that's why they have him around so much, because he's, like, really good at getting beat up, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. That's a good talent. It's probably because he he's seems already to half like dead. It. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, look at that. He's half dead. It's his gimmick. I'm not saying it. That's his gimmick. He's like little dark man. He's like little half dark man. Because mm-hmm. dark man, like his nerves are dead, so he doesn't feel anything. So maybe where the paint is doesn't matter, right? Mm. As paint, paint don't matter when you're in the ground. As the face paint wears off, he starts to feel that part of the, part of the body. So the more paint wears off, the more likely he is to lose the match. Dude, that is so cool. That means that that the heels should make it a point. I think Chris Jericho has done it. That's a Chris Jericho thing to do. Where they, they smudge up their like face paint or whatever, and mm-hmm. like make that a thing that they do. And it's Horton like no, also. they he's he's rubbing off the the paint. He's uh, you know it's Darby out. Whatever Excalibur has to like uh, expels from his mouth mm-hmm. to do to make it work. Let him do that because he's really good at that. So let mm-hmm. him handle it. I'm not good at that. So let that be another thing that they can do. Plus, it's it's, it's distressing, you know. It upsets kids. I bet mm-hmm. it upsets kids. It's got to. Yep. If it's a, mm-hmm. if it upsets kids in wrestling, you got to do it. You got to upset them. It. You got to get them pissed off because then they're gonna root really hard for the guy that's beating you up. It's it's psychological, dude. It's one hundred and one. It's a morality play. Let's do this. This match is scheduled for one fall. And it's for the AEW TBS Championship. Chris Statlander, who is channeling, channeling her best, Derek Zoolander. I'm some, you know, if you didn't know, you know now. It's an old movie, kids. Some of you might not have been around for that. But here we have it. Ruby Soho, resident mean girl with an L on her forehead, uh, who was thus served an L by Statlander. With a little bit, there was a lot of chicanery going around. There was Paige out there looking like her best self there with her belt, leopard print pants or whatnot out there trying to take care of her girl, Ruby Soho. She looks great with that AEW World Championship that she won it all in. In case you didn't know, if you were overshadowed by the CM Punk of it all. Thank you, selfish Phil. Uh, Anyway, way to make it about yourself, brother. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're all right. We're, we're we want CM Punk to make money here. All right. You heard what we want to do back there when we were booking. We booked it. All right. But that's not what this is about. What this is about is the erratic, 
Tony Storm has involved herself. Uh, there was going to be some spray paint, but no spray paint because she got involved and Statlander got the dub with the move that she do. This match gets uh, 3.5 because why not? Chris Statlander was there and she beat Ruby Soho, who I also kind of think is great. She's a good human, so I root for her. Kind of wish she'd like win the big one one time. It would How about be you? nice. It, it would be nice for me. Tony Storm's participation and her delivery, her performance of this Starlet character. Watch the bumps. show. Tits out. Uh, you heard that on Dynamite, right? Yeah, dude. I watched okay. AEW Dynamite. I'm a young okay. buck. Okay. It's tattooed in the inside of my skin. It's still Excellent. healing. I don't want to show the people. Like like my um, my John Cena tattoo, yeah, and my Kenny Omega tattoo. It's actually across my chest, mm. but you know I can't show like it on camera. You know, right, 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 right. Uh, so Tony Storm bumps this match to a three point eight for me. Uh, this Tony Storm, I love it. I like it's a brand new character. We've seen it evolve over the past three four weeks, maybe. Uh, not even. Kind of, like kind of not even, but like it's gotten better slash deeper since uh, Soraya won the world title. I love it. I love I love this Tony Storm. She she's a little crazy. She's throwing her shoe at Renee. I mean, I it's it. just nice when someone has like a character mm -hmm. at all. I guess you know, like it's not exactly revolutionary for me, but I like it. Even though it's like one of those things where you look at it, it's like. What, did they? Did you do something with your hair? So I was like, "Hey, you know what you look like." And you're like, hmm. and then it becomes like this great thing. So you know what I mean. So it's just nice that there's like a character, and you know that we have to. The fact that we have to treat that that like it's a nice little treat. It's kind of mm -hmm. like you know what I mean. But it's nice to have a little surprise there. You know, Roderick Strong. He's making a character. And um, Ruby's got a character. I'm not sure what Chris Statlander is doing. Like, she's the TBS champion. She's human. She's uh, the one that um, she she speaks ASL. I know this means uh, champion. Yeah, I, I saw that. Like she's that. okay, but like, sign gal. Like we, you know, that sounds like a tag team partner for sign guy. <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. but either way, she's great. She's fantastic. I just think, like, outside of. Well, if we're talking about characters, like Ruby's got a character, you know, her thing is like her thing, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and Statlander, she she squats interviewers. Yeah, she's strong, strong woman. All right, mm -hmm. we could do that. I'm I'm down with that. Brolic stat. This match is scheduled for one fall out. This is. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson, Ricky Starks, baby. In the trauma of uh, the Dapper Yapper being revisited upon him in a nightmare scenario. More blood, more guts. Everything Brian Danielson loves. I am convinced, Richter is, that Brian Danielson is not like Miro. He's not like you. He's not like me. He's not turned on by the opposite sex, Richter is. No, he needs blood. He needs lots of blood. 
I've never seen a man more happy to be bloodied than John Moxley later on in the show itself. Like, you just look at this man. He's just loving the blood. At the rampway, in the match, you could just see it in his face. It's euphoric. It's orgasmic. He filled a cup. I'm pretty sure. That looked like a man that filled a cup. And it wasn't over anything but the blood. Those Blackpool combat boys are out of their minds. Rich Deriz, what have you. A lot of blood, as you just mentioned. A lot, lot of blood. Um, I wonder Bloody if... strap match. I wonder if Moxley's bloodlust is contagious. Dude, I'm starting to believe it's always been there for Brian Daniel, Daniel Bryanson. He's always wanted to do stuff like that, and they won't let him. Like, you've heard the stories. He always wants to have blood in his matches. Crazy. Like, maybe if you weren't so, like, I don't know, prone to concussions at the time, like, mm. you could you could probably get away with it. But, like, if you have, like, a reputation for being, like, I don't know, to the point where you shouldn't be doing it anymore you know what i mean but thank mm. god you got better you know but like you probably couldn't like i would understand if someone's nervous about letting him do certain things you know yeah but he seemed fine here he's in mm. his element what am i gonna do i'm not his fucking father christian cage knows but i'm not saying anything about that that's right we did report on that dude way, way back i'm starting to think that Cody is not the only final boss. I'm, I mean, for uh, Christian Cage. Could you imagine trying that shit with Brian Danielson? Who's like so grounded in reality and facts. That's not going to bother him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a shit. He's just going to beat the fuck out of Christian Cage. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he is. So he's giving back to the earth. I'm yeah. going to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And Christian Cage has nothing. You know, he's just like literally nothing. Brian Danielson's dad is feeding some trees right now, and Danielson is happy about it. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks passed out, Rich. He did. And uh, poor, poor Justin Roberts probably didn't sleep well that night. All around me are a million faces. You know, it's just in his mm. head. It's a mad world, brother. Next up, we had the Blackpool Combat Club represented by Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta versus Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, Unfortunately for me, this is another match I kind of either mentally zoned out for or it's just been, like I said, a very long week. Very long two weeks for pro wrestling. It's hard, dude. You work hard. You commute between your jobs. You know what I'm saying? And then like the wrestling on top of wrestling... On top of wrestling, so many on top hours. of wrestling, so, so many, many hours. hours. It's like it's a lot of subtraction, you know. And then we subtract that, and we try to make a plus out of this. So let's do this. Uh, this match had everything. It had Eddie Kingston slapping the machine gun chops that I'm really getting sick of. Uh, we got Shibata, who's just one of the, if not most respected uh, legends in uh, all of Japan. Uh, Definitely a top 10 all-time talent out there. 
in the land of the rising sun. Um, mm -hmm. Claudio Castagnoli, uh, he's run championships all over the world. Uh, pound for pound, one of, maybe, if not, probably the strongest, depending on who we're booking him against, people on the roster, obviously. Uh, and, of course, not to be left out, uh, their referee. Uh, the referee for that match, which was, of course, I don't know, but it was supposed to be a joke. I really was trying to remember, but no, here's Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Wheeler Yuta has also won championships in Ring of Honor. And uh, what a chin. He's got a chin, man. He, you know what? Say what you want about Wheeler Yuta or don't because most times they don't. But some do. And when you do, that chin looks like it can take a fucking shot. Like, that's a chin. Mm -hmm. That man is a chin. That man is a chin. He's He's all chin. Okay, some all people called chin. some people called it all in, but when Wheeler Yuta, if when he's involved anywhere, it's all chin, all chin. Wheeler Yuta, pro wrestling tees, just give us a cut. We it's just a cover production. You will sell so many shirts. It will definitely be it's a drop in the bucket for you. You got nothing to lose. Just fucking do it. That's all I got to say about those gentlemen and this match. Three out of five, everybody, and earned every piece of meat uh, thrown towards it. Uh, this is not meat slapping meat. Eddie Kingston, he's just fat. And when I say that, I mean that with fear in my mouth um, because I am a little chubby, but not all around. Like, it's not balanced out. You know what I'm saying? At least he's got enough where his homicidal nature can take me out without a moment's notice. So I just want you to know that I fear Eddie Kingston. I don't want that smoke. I'm just talking shit on a podcast. I'm just a mug. I don't know. Please don't hurt me. A lot of respect for Eddie Kingston. I've seen this man. He could fit in anywhere, which means you won't know. You won't know he's standing behind you. And when you turn around, it's going to be too late, Holmes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be too late Because it ain't going to be motor oil Dripping out the top of your head When Eddie Kingston's done Yep, so The Combat Club won this With a European uppercut On Eddie Kingston It's about time It's about time the European Achoo. uppercut Was given the respect it deserves mm -hmm. And I, I, I gotta say I wonder if that's an Eddie Kingston idea Let the finish be a European uppercut Put the move over, man. Come on. Who cares? I don't know. Like that. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know. Our Let's interaction. Our interaction with Eddie Kingston at that at that show was great. You don't want my autograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no one wants my autograph. Yeah. I wasn't gonna fight him on that. That's how scared I was. Like, no, I don't. You said I don't, I don't. Next up, we have Konosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Bagad. Oh, mega. I, I really like his theme music. I'm not going to lie. Kenny? It's stuck in my head, yeah. It's, it's very good. like video game. You know, I yeah. really enjoy it. It's on brand. Yeah. 
I wonder if I could play it during streams so I could just have it playing in the background because I love it when it comes up in Fight Forever. It's like my favorite. I'm about to take out every other song except his and the 8-bit version, and that'll be the only thing I hear because mm-hmm. they play too many bad songs. Yeah, I remember watching you play some of it, and it's like, what? This isn't in the. This isn't on TV. What is the song? It's bad. <laughs> anyway, so we had an appearance from uh, Don Callis's best friend, the Screwdriver, uh, which I mean, it makes sense because he loves screwing people. It used to be my best friend, but then the Hangovers came. Yes, yes. So yeah, we had some Screwdriver shenanigans. V trigger, but Takesha took the screwdriver. Ref saw him take the screwdriver, and then Takesha beats Kenny with a running knee. They're really high on this Takesha guy. He's got a dub over Kenny Omega, screwdriver or no? Two. I, what is it? Two well, wins over Kenny in a week. Yeah, uh, this is Kenny trying to build new talent, I think. Um, this looks like Kenny Omega written all over it. Um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the relationship between Takeshita and uh, Callis. I feel like it's um, it's very 80s movie almost. It's like you had this fighter. You were with him the whole time. And then like the rift comes and you feel like you really tore out your heart and cast you away. And then you find this other young talent that you could raise up. You want to build this other fighter to beat the other fighter that like so hurt your feelings like so deeply. And you don't care how. Like that's beautiful. That's pro wrestling. Uh, so that bumps this up to a four uh, with the uh, four uh, stars for Chi Town over there. Uh, definitely that was a four for that for me, simply on the storytelling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I love how strongly Don Callis leans into every character he does, particularly he, he I mean, he, he's so good at being a heel. He is so unlikable. It's really good. And I really think he uses makeup on that scar every week to make it more pronounced than it normally is because that's a dark scar. Yeah. Could you imagine if like, they did an angle in this mysterious universe we just created, the one we were talking about where CM Punk is back in WWE, but like in this one, mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio winds up on AEW with Don Callis as his manager. And he's feuding with Buddy Murphy. Right? Mm-hmm. And Buddy Murphy is also a heel and for some reason has Vicky Guerrero in his corner. Now, just imagine them just trying to speak. Like, <laughs> that's a lot of heat. I, heat. I feel like we go back to like the, the 70s and the fans would just riot. Yeah, right? It's like, wait up. Get rid of them forever. <laughs> that, that insufferable. That's, that's actually too much insufferableness. Under like one roof. I think they're lowering uh, Dom's microphone when he talks also. Dude, it's the opposite of piping in the crowd, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, 
they like, like they're all gonna boo you when you start talking. We're they gonna we're gonna them. make it more pronounced by just lowering the volume on your microphone. They hate them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I would go far as to say that the majority of the audience are simps for Rhea Ripley, and it makes it even worse that Ramis that uh, that Dominic Mysterio's there. You know what I'm saying? Like they hate him already, and now they mm-hmm. got this. You know, they already feel like he's a spoiled, entitled piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then he's like with the best girl in some people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this guy sucks. I hate him. You know what I mean? And that's that's good heat. Yeah. it It's this fucking guy heat. For somebody to have that kind of reaction anyway. Like if you were to, if that was if that was a face pop, that's almost like the heel vert. Like it's like a job, like a. John Cena pop, but like for a bad guy, you know, but that's the kind of heat that he's got. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. Like CM Punk in Chicago during the WWE days. Yep, but the opposite. Yeah. You probably couldn't hear yourself think. Next up in our co-main event of the evening. It wasn't billed as that. AEW doesn't seem to bill co-main events, but whatever. It's what it was. The Bang Bang Gang versus... FTR Bucks and Buck you know, yeah, you know I don't I don't really I'm not a fan of the Bucks. I like what the guns are doing. Are you like this? Are you like uh Jax? Like this. (laughs) Ah, got you. Guns up. Jay White. Jay White is so good on the mic. For a second there, I thought you were talking about Cash Wheeler, but I'm Uh, (laughs) because then that would be it would be that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Guns up. I mean, like, Jay White is great on the microphone and great in the ring. Juice Robinson, he has... I can't even explain what this character is other than wacky caveman-looking dude, right? All the character in the group is Juice Robinson, I think. I gotta say, like... Uh, Jay White has a, has a bit to like, so Jay White is doing his own thing while Juice Robinson is doing Super Juice Robinson. Plus, he has uh, what do they call him, Card Blade Jay White, that he carries around. Yeah, you know how um, in in a painting, right? Mm-hmm. Just to express what I'm trying to say, like you know, like Jay White is like the main focus of the portrait here that's being painted, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at it and you're like, this needs something. And I feel like that something is what Juice Robinson brings for the table. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he kind of makes it pop, makes the, the 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 painting, the portrait pop is what he does there. You know, I'm not saying that Jay's not good. I'm just saying that that little extra, that extra that Juice Robinson makes the portrait. So... I used I used to buy cookies from a buddy of mine. He makes very good cookies, by the way. And like there was something about them that seemed familiar, and like it 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 seemed like it was emphasized. And I'm like, what makes this so good? And he told me one day, it's like before you slap the cookies onto the the cookie sheet, right? You you put a layer of salt down, so that the bottom of the cookies have salt on them. Salt enhances the perception of the sweetness are you saying juice Juice robinson juice robinson is the salt to jay white's 
sweet. Not saying he's sweet, but that sort of complementariness that they do for each other is what Juice and Jay got going on. Richard Riz is the salty and the sweet. It is. Do you remember and the salty and the sweet? The salty this and the sweet. This all goes back. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Excellent. 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 We're right about this. We're right about this, Rich Torres. It's booked. It's booked. So Sweet this match. Salty. Yeah. That's the name of the tag. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Th- this match, Blade Runner on cash for the win for the for the Bang Bang Gang. Excellent. Great match. I give that uh, four guns up. I got 4.2. So as discussed on Basement Booker's Dark, which is where we're in the dark and not on here, and we thought that it would be appropriate that I, Basement Jair, address this match personally. What with my impersonal, made-up relationship with Orange Cassidy. Orange, I know you and I have some uh, pretend grievances. We might have some uh, non-issues. We may not know each other or never know each other. But I may or may not have said some things that were not nice. You know, your hands in your pockets. I don't think you're a deviant. Okay? You've earned my respect here. You came out here, and you come out here. You will continue to come out here, as you have said, week after week. And fight. And do the Orange Cassidy thing. Well, not necessarily fight, because you didn't fight last week, but you're just going to be there. You're going to show up, because that's what you do. You know, you're a little bagged up. Uh, This is your best work here. And Moxley, he put you through it. He put you through the rigor. He destroyed you, uh, I would say. He Blackpool Combat Clubbed you, uh, as some would say. And uh, look, you did show some some fire doing those kicks. You remember that, those kicks? He was doing some fire, some real kicks. That's Mm -hmm. a little growth there. So, Rich, uh, I'm going to give this a four sunglasses. And uh, you go ahead and you take it away. Of course, Mox wins. You know, whatever. Yep. I, I feel like I called Mox winning as soon as they announced it. Because we know how banged up Orange Cassidy, or at the end of this match, Red Cassidy, yeah. uh, has been. Between between the, the broken hand from hitting Blood the Orange title Cassidy. belt. Blood orange, uh, the broken hand, all, all the all the back issues. Uh, he's really been a champion of being a champion for you know, like of being a fighting champion. Like every week, this dude's had a match. He the, the fightingest of fighting champions, and no one's helping him, right? Unless it's in a multi-person match, right? Or unless there is interference, then people come out and help. But he like he had a, a really good, strong run with the title. I remember you questioning it uh, early on. But good, solid run. Elevated the title, which at the time was the All-Atlantic, which was just a mouthful. That's what she said. Uh, elevating the title. And as soon as, soon as they said it was Mox, especially as banged up as Orange Cassidy is, we knew what the outcome was going to be. 
he put up a good fight. This match went almost 20 minutes. It's a long match. A good match. I like this match. I give it 4.1. So we're not far off there. Uh, a new international champion. Look, I had I had Orange Cassidy booked to lose the minute it was announced as well. Uh, there's only one person Tony Khan likes more than Orange Cassidy, and I would argue it's not more, is John Moxley. Like, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think between Mox, Jericho, and Orange Cassidy, those are the pillars of Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, as someone who doesn't know anything, just a mark, just a basement booker over here. Like, subscribe if you like what you heard. Um, I look forward to what's next. What could be next? Is there a rematch? You know, is Orange Cassidy gonna like have to fight his way back up? I don't know. I We're mean, Mox is already out. a fighting champion. He defended the championship against AR Fox. Yep. So, you know, dominated him. It was almost a squash. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, it was hard to watch. Like, Moxley and just a regular Moxley match, and I'm not, it's not a critique. I'm not saying it's hard to watch because he sucks. I don't think he sucks. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to watch because he looks like he's really trying to fuck somebody up. Like, part of me feels like, like, he's a guy, like, if it wasn't for pro wrestling, he'd be in jail. Like, he'd either be in jail or hurt himself from doing some jackass shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, like, his threshold for pain is ridiculous. Like, like whereas Darby Allen is half dark man, Moxley is full dark man. He's just, all his nerves are dead. He feels no pain. The only way he could do it is have dried spaghetti stuck into his head. Or skewers, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a nut. He's a nut. Uh, but yeah, higher for ready rated this match, and all out was great. Rich, are we done here? We're done here. That was quite Woo. the event. Lots of matches, 13 matches is a lot. All out of us, it took it all out of us. But now it's time for some payback. That's right, bro. WWE payback to be exact. Payback was last week. Like I said, we had a long week in wrestling. Just started with Payback, and then it was all out. We're doing it out of order. It doesn't matter. We had Payback. Payback was big. The opening match was the Steel Cage match, the first ever for other goats. Trish Stratus, one of the goats. Uh, what did you think of this match? Let's hear from you first. Restoriz. I feel like during this match as a wrestling fan, I was manhandled, slammed into Stratisfaction when I watched this match at WWE Payback, brother. It had everything. Trish Stratus wound up with a knot on her head. Like, like, wow. Like, at one point, I was like, it doesn't even look like she's... And then like it, it like picked up. I'm like, okay, all right, they're going for it. You know, it. I don't know. Like, I can't pick really two like high spots. Like what Trish Stratus hanging like upside down. 
by like her that, knees. By her knees, that crazy view. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus coming to the ring. And I, I noticed this when I was watching. Some fan was yelling that Trish was going to get her ass kicked or whatever by Becky. Mm-hmm. And like Trish Stratus goes over to him, says something, and walks off. He's like, oh! Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what did she say? And uh, an angel from heaven. A formerly Twitter ex-poster posted Trish Stratus just walked up to him and in the best way possible she says shut the fuck up and just walked away and I fell in love with Trish Stratus yet again mm-hmm. like she's so awesome like she's like this timeless being she might be part celestial like she's like how far along in this life and she can like put like many women to shame it's ridiculous and she's still cool like to be able to do all those things and still be cool and just be respected for the work in itself and like looking like an ageless celestial being is just like an addendum that's an accomplishment you need to go into hall of fame twice Hashtag thank you, Trish. It's got to be Hall of Fame twice just for that. You need a new category. Yeah. Bump the Warrior Award winner for that year. I don't give a shit. As a matter of fact, this is some Warrior Award level shit to be able to see this. Do you know how many downtrodden people were lifted up by seeing Trish Stratus at payback against Becky Lynch? A rising tide lifts all boats. Look at Zoe Stark. She went out there. She turned babyface, got dropped by Shayna Baszler on Monday Night Raw, but Shayna Baszler is the new baddest woman on the planet. You got to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Every character, it's like a video game, baby. We all got attributes. There's different attributes. It's just that Shayna Baszler had the attribute to kick the shit out of Zoe Stark. And I... Zoe Stark, I'm still high on Zoe Stark. I think she's good. I liked her at NXT. I like her here. Because what you see is what you get. And she'll make sure you get all of it. Um, but the winner was Becky. Uh, and the man is back. What's next for the man? As Basement Jer predicted, the NXT Women's Championship. Rich Riz, share with the people how you feel about to me this five out of five for me i gotta give it to him i gave this is a five out of five match for me this is a five this is a five for me it, very strong match uh, i'll say 4.9 4. 4.8 4.85 4.85 i appreciate uh, that I, I i did like it a lot uh to answer your unasked question tristras will turn 48 in december yeah, I just want to leave it alone because it's kind of rude because she's a lady. But okay, that's cool. She's a superstar. They're all superstars. Superstar is genderless unless we're talking about intergender matches. I just finished putting her on a pedestal. I have, to, I have to white knight this. All right, I don't have a choice. I just, I can't counter my character, Rich Riz. My programming is set in. She's a lady. My she point here, lady. my point here is it takes a lot to perform at that level to do so at 47, almost 48 years old is f- 
phenomenal. All it, right. It, it just goes to show you, like, if you didn't see Trish Stratus then, Trish Stratus now has not missed a step. This heel run is so, so good for her. Maybe she's not amazing on the mic as a heel. She is very good on the mic as a face. Maybe she's not amazing on the mic as a heel, but... I like that, though. I like her mic work as a heel. I don't think it's bad at all. It's good. It's not great. It's very good. It's very strong. There's... I'm not sipping for Trish Stratus. Don't write that in the comments. I see it. I can read it down there. I'm just acknowledging the celestial being. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. Thank you. Like I will say it. The heavens. Thank you, Trish. Yes. To perform at the level she is performing at is amazing. And the fact that she is obviously getting younger talent over the way she elevated Zoe Stark. Yes, Zoe lost the one match against the new baddest woman on the planet. Zoe will absolutely recover from this. Zoe will only be better for the entire period of time that she was with Trish Stratus. Becky, let's not gloss over Becky's performance in the match. Becky, of course, was great as well. She always has been. Uh, the manhandle slam, I think, it was from the top rope for the one Superman two, handle slam. That's right, or the or an avalanche manhandle slam, as they sometimes call those. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah, very strong opener. I loved it. All right, so here we are going through the same thing. Rich the Riz at Basement Jair picking the proper winner of the match. L a night yeah with john cena as special guest referee which was added later uh i would say the same night of payback yep i think the day of yeah so uh you know the usual Cena's playing it down the middle miz gets a little you know and so does la night almost with the oh my god i'm gonna bump into the guys like oh wait a minute why i yada hey man i'm gonna and you know the whole look at hey this shirt you see this the stripes with the things and the stripes you can't i'll disqualify you you need to win this buttercup don't you touch me unless i want you to touch me and I wouldn't be wearing this referee shirt if I wanted you to touch me. That's why at the ramp, I, I couldn't wait to get my shirt off when I raised your hand. It's just in case you wanted to, Buttercup, because I'm ready to go anytime. But instead, I raised it up and I, I did the thing. I gave you the, the John Cena rub, brother. I did it twice when you won and up here. So I thought I uh, yep. pretty much nailed it there. Yep, that, that was the match. BFT, Cena doing the ref thing. You know what I was thinking? The BFT could be two different things. It could be many things, but I was thinking the other day, mm. blunt force trauma or big fat titties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just thought that was pretty funny. This is why you gotta like, you know, pay attention when it says, look, there's about to be some realness in here, okay? It's not mm -hmm. for kids. It says it. it we checked the box. <laughs> yep. Box has All been right. checked. Next up, the United States Championship. We had the king of mystery himself, Ray Mysterio, defending against former champion, Austin Theory. A-Town down. A-Town down. A-Town went down. Yeah. Roll up to the A-Town down for the win. 
Rich to Riz, Austin Theory hasn't been doing too good in regards to this match. I really don't have much to say about it. A regular Rey Mysterio classic, uh, I believe, brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, if I can remember correctly. Uh, I think that's what Theory credits with his loss, is that he was distracted by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, who could blame him. Um, is an, an L to Mysterio, an L to LA Knight. Are yeah. we going back to the basics with theory? Uh, what's going on? What's not clicking here? Is his gimmick like maybe not anything really? Like, what needs to happen here, buddy? What do you think? I think if what's you happening... had to basement book Austin Theory. So, so, so that's a different question. I'm going to answer the other question first. I think what they're doing is they are shifting him into a tag team with Grayson Walla temporarily. Uh, get them on a roll, get them doing something, get them involved with Judgment Day or Sammy and Kevin. We'll, we'll see about that. As far as what I think they should do with Austin Theory, maybe give him a couple weeks off, right? Yeah. Maybe miss the next pay-per-view, come back like immediately after. Uh, and like do a real Austin Theory thing, attack Ray from behind, or better yet, well, you know, so they just moved Jay to Raw, so someone from Raw has to come to SmackDown. Uh, Theory being a SmackDown guy, obviously he's not going to move. So, um, yeah, have have him attack Ray from behind. Uh, have Santos get involved. Have Santos sort of attempt to break it up, but accidentally hit Ray. Sort of lead to the. Uh, the shift that's going to happen within the LWO because they got to like Legato was too damn good of a faction to just play back up to Rey Mysterio. Do you know when they jumped the shark at payback? Those shirts. Yeah. So why was I feel like like that's not a that's another faction that you just made up. Like your LWO. Oh, yeah. They were doing uh, PWO, right? For and it, Yeah, uh, and it looked like NWO. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't it look like LWO? It, it was weird. Um, But also, I think it was on... Shirts? Yeah. On SmackDown... It's all about uh, money, man. Joaquin Wilde was, and Cruz del Toro were both wearing the Mexican LWO shirt. Okay. Now, Cruz del Toro. I don't know if Cruz del Toro. I don't know where Cruz del Toro is from, actually, offhand. No, you did in another episode, and you said that he should have his own color for that. They should have different colors for all the different Spanish nationalities. Joaquin Wilde is Filipino. I don't know what the Filipino flag looks like, but they should make one for that. You know, yeah, like there you go. how much representation have Filipinos had in WWE? None. So, hello, opportunity. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Representation is important, or whatever. Well, you, because if, if you're gonna have one for Puerto Rico for Zelina Vega, right, and you're gonna have one for Mexico for Santos and Ray, and Carlito, I think Carlito's still coming, guys. He's still coming, guys. He signed. He's coming. He's he's on the back burner, guys. He's still since July, dudes. That would be great. I heard yeah. a rumor today. Just be, just off to, off topic. Briefly speaking of uh, signings. I, I see the look on your face. You're like, don't make this episode any longer. Oh, I'm just trying to emote. 
So I'm right. like, what's happening? What is what is the su- surprise here? Um, it's also hunger. It's hunger. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there are rubblings that secretly signed AOP. Yeah, I heard they've been signed for AO for NXT with Ellering. Interesting. A package. Yeah. So they they need a mouthpiece for sure. Uh, NXT they definitely run through them all. I don't know why they Hell wouldn't still on... around, right? Is he? Yeah. He... Okay. Uh, I say, oh my God, no. I don't know why they wouldn't put him on the main roster. They had brought them up to the main roster. Yeah, but there might be a reason why they didn't go anywhere. It's because they didn't have Ellering. That's true. Ellering That's right. Didn't... They broke him up. He Ellering... went up there with Seth, basically. Eller, and they broke El... they broke Ellering out because he didn't want to do all the traveling. Yeah. They were basic. Maybe that's why they signed to NXT. Why don't they just get another mouthpiece for him? Because they don't. They're probably like, we're not doing it without Ellering. You know? And it worked with him before. But it's like he's older now. He's a lot older now than he was before. How's that going to work? And yeah, I understand. That's why the travel, because he's an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. So. Like, if anyone paid the dues, it's Dan Paul Ellering. Yeah, but like. I Pretty Paul. He needs the money, but they should really be taking care of him. Yeah. Then again, I don't know what their relationship is, like how much he's done with them wrestling wise with his body, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a little bit different than talent, I guess. But talent is talent. Anyway, this is too long. I'm sorry, Jerry. Next match, please. This next match was scheduled for one fall, and it would have to be, without a doubt, the dumbest idea Kevin Owens has had. In a long time. And let me tell you why. Because the tag team champions are no longer the tag team champions. Because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are just two guys, decided that there should be a stipulation that benefits two guys, a turd, and the world heavyweight women's champion. And Dom. Unless oh. the turd, unless Dom was the turd, Dom was the turd, and I then I should say Roblox, and yeah, Mick JD Roblox, JD McRoblox. Yeah, but you know, you had to have it. Uh, you came up with it, so you go ahead and say it again. JD McRoblox. Uninterrupted, because that's his baby. So, regardless of that, you you literally had no friends, and you get into this. Like, what possessed you? I get it. This is like your this is your thing. You feel like the best way for you to do your thing is in this environment. I get it. This is also kind of Sammy's thing, but I think you guys are more than that also. Like I think you guys are great in the ring like in regular wrestling matches. But I understand what's happened here. This is to protect you guys. But it's like I feel like the guys that beat the longest reigning WWE undisputed, the first undisputed WWE champions should have had like more like credible defenses against tougher opponents before losing it to these guys like this. Mm-hmm. So Hard to that's, disagree. That's what hurt my heart. That's why it didn't rank too high. It was only because of my feelings about it. It has nothing to do with the work rate of any of the people involved in the match. And that goes for every match. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to state that, but I wasn't happy with it. I didn't like it. Um, I, I really was rooting for them. This match got to me. And there we go. You got the new champions. Now, so, now Judgment Day is just bloodline light. 
They got their own little backstage area now. It's bloodline light. I don't care what anybody says. It's bloodline light, especially because all the gold is in the Intercontinental Championship. All the gold is the big championship, the one that Seth has. The money in the bank briefcase, be it purple or green, whether you switch the contracts or not, Finn Balor or J.D. McDonough, Miss Roblox. Oh, I'm ready. We're on to you. We're on to you. Just in case you try to pull some shit. Okay? We're on to you. Rich Deriz is on to you, and I'm on to you. Okay? So, like I was saying, that's not the World Heavyweight Championship. That is not the Seth Rollins Please Don't Go Championship. So, every time you say all the gold, you get into me, and you get into Rich. Because we got like, no, you don't. No, you don't, because there's two other belts. No, you don't. Recently, we've got the longest reigning intercontinental champion in Gunter, the ring general. What do you have? The undisputed tag team championships. The, I, I, you know what? I get it. I get it. They're confusing the North American championship with the intercontinental championship. That's not the mid-card championship for this show, buddy. That's the big card championship for WWE college. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. No disrespect to the fine men and women. Prayers for Von Wagner on NXT. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. I took up so much of that time. It's just, I was very inflamed over this match. What do you give? What, what, what rating do you give the match? I gave it a three. I'm pretty Oof. sure. Okay. Because, so, like I said, like I said, it wasn't the work rate. It was. I wasn't happy with it. That's all. I hear you. A, so I'm. So I, I give it a higher rating. I'll, uh, first, I'll tell you why. Because due to the no disqualification nature of a street fight, whatever additives you want to add on to the name of street fight philadelphia steel city uh broadway blah 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 street fight whatever it's the, it's the steel city did you know yeah they were dressed like hockey players yeah they changed their clothes rich they did so that was that good. was okay yeah but like all the outside stuff was within the parameters of the match so it was not considered and cannot be considered interference. It has to be considered as part of the match. So because right. of that, I take the entire match as a whole, not putting an asterisk of, well, it was five on two. I give that match a uh, 4.3 out of five. Much higher rating my, than you, obviously. But that was my point, was it? Mm. wasn't it? That storyline-wise, Kevin Owens asking for this match... That put them at a disadvantage right away. That doesn't take right. away from that's that's the reason. I'm going sure. in the parameters of the story. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that was not a smart move from Kevin Owens. I know? agree, but but we're not yeah. rating Kevin Owens' decision. We're rating the match. Yeah, and the match is a story. There's a story in the match, and I didn't like it. Okay. It it I, I just went through this whole thing about how it bothered me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in on it, you know, so that's why I got the rating it got. Like okay. I, I gave a whole explanation for this. You did. I got to be thorough, mm-hmm. rock hard, like Juice Robinson. <sighs> Whatever he does, for like a never, second, I could never pull off that hair. 
dude, for a second, mm-hmm. Jake Hager was being announced as rock hard Jake Hager. That's true. For like a second. And then it stopped. And I think that's why. You got you can only have one rock hard guy. You know, we got I'm sorry, dude. I'm the rock hard one. Obviously, I have the charisma. And you have the so so Bellator. You know, yeah, to- Tony Storm is probably Tony Storm was probably like, um, actually, Tony Storm is the main reason. Like, you can't, this doesn't come from nothing. This mm-hmm. confidence, it came from somewhere. It's too powerful. Yep. All right. Juice Robinson, Jack Perry. Uh, who else? Who else? So far, the similar hair. Yeah. But, you know, hotties on the other end. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's got to be like this rock starness to them, you know, this false rock starness, you know, mm-hmm. like wrestling rock star attitude. Yeah. On to the next segment. Yeah, the only one it hasn't gotten to is Buddy, who we, as we know, is in a long term relationship with the champ, Rhea Ripley. Also, longish hair. He can, mm-hmm. he has the ability if yep. he wanted to, if he was so inclined, you know? Mm-hmm. Good pulls all around. Uh, this match, not the best from uh, these two. I really think there's more to them. Like, I don't think this was their best match. Uh, not by a long shot. It's something wasn't clicking here. Um, but yeah. There was no question in our minds that uh, Rhea Ripley was going to walk walk in there and walk out with the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the right psychology was worked in. Uh, there's really nothing else you can do here. So I don't disagree that it's not their best match, but I feel like it was the right match for the story because, of course, the story is Raquel's injured knee. Um, I feel like what they're doing with Raquel She's not going to win the either of the women's singles championships because they want to continue the story of her and Liv being a tag team. Oh, so whenever Liv gets back from her injury, I think she was she's still injured from that uh, Dakota Kai spot, maybe or from after. I don't remember exactly. Maybe. Or maybe or maybe it's just storyline at this point. I don't even know. We, I, it's well she's... documented. On, it's well documented on this podcast that my memory is absolute shit. Dude, we don't, we just off the dome shit. That's a part of the fun. It's really a hangout. Like when we hung out in the basement days, mm. do we bring research? Do like, hey, let me look that up on my phone? No, we didn't do that because we couldn't. Right. <laughs> but either way, uh, I, I, I did, again, I like this match for what it was. The, the story of the injured knee had to be told. Uh, 4.3. 4.3 for this match. Uh, we had, Jesus of course, Christ. Distraction by Dom. Yeah. And still. Uh, here's here's my thing. My What I thought, and you're probably right, I didn't think about the tag team aspect because it's like they put as much care into that tag team as I do. That division. Mm-hmm. Like, Piper Niven is sick right now. You know, just burn those belts. Put them in the fire. Just treat them like your hobbits. Just go to the, and toss them into the fires of Mount Doom. It's the only way to cleanse the evil. 
Um, basically, back to my point, I'm thinking this is similar to Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley one. Raquel Gonzalez at the point at that time went too soon against Rhea Ripley. She didn't make sure she was fully healed. Mm-hmm. That's the story. She's there's still questions. Would a fully healed Raquel Gonzalez beat Rhea Ripley? So that's yet to be told. So I think we're going to see that again. I think that's more likely than, hey, remember the tag team uh, as Rhea Rip as uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Liv Morgan? Remember? Mm-hmm. And look, they're both former tag team partners of Liv Morgan. That's crazy. That's yeah. a good impression of us in the future. That's right. Um, <laughs> for me, this was a two. Um, for the reasons that I said, it's not like it's you know it's it's you know I hey come on I'm just a mark man come on you could t- and listen it, it's like if they took if they went and looked back at a basement bookers podcast episode I don't care what number and they were to like rate it they probably do like a two or a one and I would also be like <laughs> you know I'd Ralph Wiggum right now I'd be I'd be like Ralph Wiggum you know if they go to Raquel Rodriguez over here formerly known as Raquel Gonzalez. And Rhea Ripley, they're like, look at these assholes. Look what they said about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you review them? And then, and then Rhea Ripley be like, I don't rate dickheads. And then mm-hmm. I'm all like, Ugh. and then Raquel Rodriguez, she's like, a zero? Was it? There's no number for these guys. And I'm like, full Ralph Wigg. I'm like, like that. That's what would happen. All right. So let's move on before I get sad. I think that's perfect. More. Mm-hmm. So I know we're all set up with the image of the main event right down there. Before we get to that, we had two talk segments, one of which was a quick little mark out moment for me. We had kind of John Cena, but more Lance Catamaran interviewing the brand new tag team champions, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. That was a fun little moment, wasn't it? I thought it was. It was almost rumored that they said he was channeling his inner Lance Catamaran. Mm. You know, you yeah. should have just let it happen. The reels know. There's a way to be like, yeah, so Southpaw Wrestling right over there, or whatever. Oh my mm. God, I love Southpaw Wrestling. That's, uh, I don't, if it's probably on the Peacock, formerly on the WWE Network. I would check that out. So fun. Uh, John Cena be like, uh, like a Vince McMahon type, like uh, commentator guy. And mm-hmm. it was Fandango was his partner. I forgot what his name was. Rich, do you remember what his name was? He was like really sad Ooh. or something. I know, right? Now we look like idiots. You know what? Well, because see, thing is, in my head, I was going to the the losses to AEW from Southpaw, including, uh, I don't remember Renee's name on Southpaw, but Renee. Yeah, and, Renee, uh, who was the ex-wife. Of Fandango's character, who's on commentary with John Cena, who's always sad. Right. So good. Dude. Also, I saw saw some footage of, like, early um, AEW, and I completely forgot the Gallows and Anderson were there. For, like, a minute because of the the TNA stuff, right? Because they were the good brothers. And there was the crossover 
unless they were there there because on, in the video game mm-hmm. in the fight forever they're featured in a song where they're talking about being good brothers so there had to have been at some point unless that comes from and unless it comes from the whatever. unless yeah. that comes from the bullet club stuff with new japan because that could be either or Dude, there's so many possibilities that this long boy can't contain. We're right. talking about two hours just about of basement bookers. Beef, bro. This is some beef, bro. We're giving some beef to the bookerverse. A lot of meat. That's right. But the opposite of meat here. Uh The Waller effect, right? Grayson with, uh, Waller with Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Uso is on Raw now. Uh, quote, it's, it's just him, Uso. Yeah, it's just me, Uso. Day one ish. Yeah, they, they just kept that. I don't hate it, it's kind of lazy, but I like it. It's weird. I don't it's know. It's very fake. Yeah, it's like uh it kind of reminds me of like you know how like everything used to be a rap. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, like really positive, you know, very like bright colors. Yeah. You know, high top fades mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um I was thinking like is he just I, before I forgot he was main event Jay Uso, I was going to call him is he going to be is just me Jay Uso? But is or is it going to be just main event Jay Uso? I, I just, like just Jay me. for sure. Yeah, just Jay. <laughs> just like Jay. You know what? Because listen, main event Jay Uso was a name that was given to him. Yep. But just Jay Uso, that's yours, Jay. And Uso means brother. That's so right. Dude. If it's You're just, just him, brother. If it's just him, what brother are we talking about? It's just Jay. It should be just Jay. It's just Jay. Mm-hmm. Just and Jay, spe- dude. And speaking of music, I like Jimmy's new music. It's a little bit more... So, I don't know if this is in my mind, but are there, like, is one's Titantron more red and the other one's more blue than the other with Jay and Jimmy? Jimmy's is red. Uh, similar, uh, more similar to Bloodline stuff. Um, and Jay's is bluish, right? I think so. That's kind of cool contrast. Yeah. All right, we're talking about it. We got to talk about this. If we're wrong, we're idiots. But whatever, we know that. Bef- bef- which, this is what the fuck is going on with the Bloodline? Like I'm twisted up, bro. I- I'm sorry. I got to admit this. I know mm-hmm. you're on the island and you really can't say stuff as loud as me because I'm here like in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so like me being an American all, um, I was thinking like this doesn't make any fucking sense. Cause first Jay was like, I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I don't want you to turn into Roman so you can't pin him. But now he's like, I'm in though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what to do with this. Like That's I'm Jimmy. confused. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I could tell you from the island, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you see, it's still peaceful, right? The there's a, the turmoil is gone. 
Right now, Roman is deliberating. He's talking to the elder chiefs. They are discussing the situation. There's no actual drama at the moment, but there are talks about how this will be handled within the family. Are you overhearing anything about the fact that the Judgment Day are claiming that the bloodline is crumbling? And two, the Judgment Day served up AJ Styles after his victory over Jimmy Uso as a sacrificial lamb to Solo. I haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, I, I did hear Roman's reaction to... Uh, the Judgment Day's claims, and I can tell you 100%, he chuckled. So I think we know where that stands. Now it's time, since we've addressed the bloodline, Mm -hmm. stay away from L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins in the main event for everything. Mm-hmm. Literally everything that matters on the Basement Bookers podcast. Um, we already know about my disappointment that Shinsuke Nakamura once again couldn't just give an extra twenty-five seconds or so. He just couldn't give extra. He couldn't swim in the deep water. But fortunately for Shinsuke Nakamura, this isn't over. It looks like this... Seth Rollins might lose a championship soon. Mm. Not It wasn't going to be here. In no way, shape, or form did I think that Seth was going to lose. At no point. Even after the really, really dope intro that Shinsuke had, you know mm-hmm. I love that stuff. That like, was great. I really like Jared's marking out for that. Yeah. Like, dude, mm. that was incredible. Chef's kiss. I love good art. But it just wasn't gonna happen for Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Um and for the record, I did take Google Translate to Seth's back tattoo. Should have done it on air last week, but hey, whatever. Um that back tattoo that Shinsuke's talking about, saying that Seth isn't living up to it. The Seth's back tattoo says loyalty he's not living up to loyalty in what way is he not loyal to shinsuke i feel like there we're gonna hear more of the story from shinsuke himself and i'm okay with this all right all right what what is next is it uh survivor series there's something before survivor series i believe let me no mercy or something no that's nxt no mercy is nxt i'm scrolling um after no mercy is Fastlane. All right. So I'm ready for Fastlane. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. Uh, rate this match. Um, personal. Uh, look, I took this personal. Obviously, this cost me. Not only did it cost me the basement championship, like it really made me think about a lot of things, like how. Like, I see the world, how I approach things. Um, And it really took something away from me because I was really proud of being the Messiah of the tiebreaker. And it wasn't until I kept bragging about it that it happened. 
and a tiebreaker. You know, and that really puts things into uh, perspective. Do you want to be angrier? No, but you know what? Since you brought it up, we might as well. Let's do this right now. So since my tiebreaker guess was 26 minutes and your tiebreaker guess was 26 and a half minutes, Shinsuke only had to last. And the, the match went 26 minutes, five seconds. Ten more seconds would have been a tie. 11 more seconds, you would have won. I try not to think about things, but you're right. And now, Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't know it, but we now have a feud. It is a feud that will not end until I forget about it. And you don't know when that's going to be. It could be next week. It could be tomorrow. It could be five minutes from now. But at the end of the day, I respect you, Shitsuke Nakamura, but I fucking hate you. You ruined my life. You ruined my life. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff. Being the messiah of the tiebreaker, that was nice. That was a nice thing to have. But I can't have nice things because Shitsuke Nakamura could... All right. So, uh, personally, uh, I give this a two. I give this a two. One for Seth Rollins and one for Shinsuke Nakamura. All things being equal. Okay. Uh, I gave this match a a 4.8. This was a good match. It told the story. It told the story well. It told the story consistently. There were times I was legit concerned about Seth's damn broken back. Well done. Loved it. Dude, I'm no mathematist. I know. But if you want, you could take my two and turn it into a point two, and you could put it with your 4.8, and you could have yourself a five, and I have it a big, fat zero. <laughs> Good Seth laugh. Thank you. That That was the point. Uh, Love it. All right. Overall review of Payback. I got to say, Payback delivered. Payback was the right amount of time, judging from the length of this episode, and also my sanity. So, really, it is personal. Uh, Payback, I'm sorry. Maybe for the young kids, it's okay to have 19 matches on a wrestling show. But I'm 40-ish. I'm going to need some shorter shows. That's too much. I need one sitting, bro. I can't do part one, part two. Jesus Christ. It's a lot. Yeah. Rich, you want to, you know? My rating for the the uh, payback overall, uh, I think I'm going 4.6. I give it a five. I give it a five because it would normally be like a four point six, mm-hmm. but it's a five because all out was the same weekend, mm-hmm. and that shit was too fucking long. That I'm sorry. shit was too fucking long. I'm sorry, I'm old, but all, all AEW pay per views go long. Did we need all that? 
We could have just broken it up. That's like weeks of TV. If you think of each one as like a main event of a show or something, right? You could spread it out. Like butter on toast, Tony. He's still learning. All right, well, we've given our ratings for All Out and for Payback. Let us know what you thought of the shows, All Out, Payback. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, hit us up. The link tree is down below. Hit us up in the comments. Uh, you know, of course, his email. All Everything's in the link tree except um, Instagram, Basin Booker's Pod on Instagram. It's a and, ghost town. Subscribe to the YouTube. I'm tired. Yeah, and Jerry's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers. And please, if you like this video, give us the like. It costs nothing. Hit the subscribe button. And you'll always know when we're around. Because the Basement Bookers podcast is your hookup. Holler if you hear us. That's not the catchphrase. We don't have one. Um, but that's Rich Deriz, the man right there. Thank you, Rich Deriz, for coming on Basement Chair together with the Basement Bookers podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Rich already gave you the lowdown. And one more time, big happy birthday to the like first uh, non relative uh, supporter, like, not like, like, like first person to really like get it and like every episode. Manny, happy birthday again, and thank you for being a true Basement Bookers uh, listener and YouTube watcher. Uh, thank you for your support, that. Manny. Happy birthday.